0: Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT wellness podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week of our LGBT wellness roundup. As always, remember that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you would like to check out any of the stories that I am about to share. Let's jump in with our first piece of the week, School Supports Locking for Trans Youth of Color. A new study led by Stanley Vance found high levels of mental health issues in victimization among Black and Latinx transgender youth. Now, these issues that they found surpassed uh, the same issues, um, the same rates for those issues that were experienced by cisgender youth of color. They also found that Black and Latinx trans youth had lower levels of school connectedness than did their white trans peers. What this means, you know, usually is uh, feeling like they have adults or fellow students who kind of support them at school, they feel engaged um, and a part of that community. So it's really concerning that Black and Latinx trans youth um, felt less connected to school than did their white trans peers. because. This is often um, a source of resilience and a protective factor for youth that helps to, um, you know, reduce some of the risks that they may uh, face with the discrimination and, and bias and stigma that they may find in school. Next up, LGBT youth exposure to suicidality. Researchers led by Kimberly Mitchell found in a related study that LGBT youth were more likely than their non-LGBT peers to have known someone who attempted or died from suicide. Gender minority youth who were assigned female at birth had the highest rate of this exposure, with about two in three people uh, saying that they had personally known someone who was affected by the issue. The authors study say that the results suggest building resilience among LGBT youth should be a priority, which I think makes a lot of sense because, uh, obviously, exposure to suicidality uh, or self-harm can be really traumatic for these youth and something that's difficult for them to process, but if they are given support in doing so, um, you know, that could definitely be a source of resilience for them moving forward. If a youth you know needs support, I would definitely recommend that you check out the Trevor Project. That's a, a great resource in this area. Our next story looks at continuing health services during COVID-19. The Family Institute published a brief on how to continue to support the health needs of LGBT folks during the COVID-19 pandemic. They discuss how telehealth, including um, improvements to telehealth made through investments with government pandemic funds, has made care accessible to many individuals, but that it's still critical for in-person care to be offered for those who cannot get services virtually. They also noted the need for expanded sexual health counseling as advising uh, simply social isolation is unrealistic at this point. Uh, Things are starting to open back up. And uh, as we are now more than a year into the pandemic, I think that the initial thinking that, oh, maybe we don't need as much um, HIV and STI testing and um, access to PrEP and all of that. Maybe we don't need that because people aren't out there. They're not having as many sexual partners. I think that that narrative um, is definitely outdated at this point. So this is really, uh, you know, a useful piece of um, piece of information to have. Next up, marking trans day of visibility. UNAIDS marked Transgender Day of Visibility with a video encouraging adults to support youth in exploring and expressing their gender. They discussed how discrimination against transgender and other gender minorities' individuals puts them at risk for things like discrimination and homelessness, and thus health conditions such as HIV. Now, it's obviously hard to discuss the video um, without having you see it, so I definitely encourage you to go to our blog and click that link uh, and check out the video, which is really quite a touching, just short little clip, Um, but definitely, you know, nice to see um, an organization like UNAIDS making the connection between these social determinants of health um, and health issues like HIV. And our next story, a presidential first. GLAMA recognized the same day, Trans Day of Visibility, here in the U.S. by noting several uh, positive steps that have been taken recently, such as the first ever presidential proclamation that was issued to mark Trans Day of Visibility from the White House, but also some of the challenges that we are facing right now with respect to trans health, uh, including a recent spike in bills that are seeking to eliminate access to care for trans youth or um, reduce their uh, ability to participate in in, uh, school athletics. So, so definitely, you know, a mixed bag where we are right now uh, in terms of where kind of access to trans health is moving, and um, so interesting to kind of see these uh, these things in, in comparison. And finally, for this week, Utah centers kits push prevention centerlink highlighted the work being done at the utah pride center to address suicide prevention including through its resource distribution program that sends boxes of educational materials to businesses and organizations one challenge over the past year has been giving uh, getting out information during COVID uh, 19 when a lot of the outreach has had to be virtual obviously it's not a great time to be going door to door with with this kind of material um, but uh, as i mentioned earlier you know things are starting to open up again and so people are physically in these spaces, uh, and we know that this has been an incredibly difficult time for mental health, especially for LGBT youth. So it's important to get this information out. So um, really cool to see this being covered and to see these kits being shipped out all across the state for um, businesses and organizations that want to have this information uh, you know, out in their, their waiting rooms or that kind of thing. That concludes another week of our LGBT wellness roundup. I hope that you've enjoyed hearing about these stories. And as I mentioned, you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to get the links and check out all the stories for yourself. Thanks for listening and tune in again next week for another edition of our roundup.